Hi Midlifers, Lee here. Just to let you know that today's episode is part one of a two-parter. Simon and I got into a conversation about last week's episode and some feedback we received from listeners. Rather than try to edit down this conversation into a normal-sized episode, we thought we'd let it spread over two full episodes. So today is part one, next week is part two. Also, because of the nature of some of the feedback we received, just to let you know that there is some content warning. At around about um, the 20-minute mark, things get quite explicit um, and potentially uncomfortable. So, just to let you know that, yeah, it gets a little bit tricky. Um, So, feel free to, I don't know, skip on ahead. Anyway, on with the show. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm okay. Mm, only okay. Oh, it's been been pretty hard. It's been pretty hard times for lots of different reasons, so um not sure I want to get into that. Oh. It's gonna be a quiet podcast then. <laughs> This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. I mean, I have got some. I mean, I, I there is a this there's the the finale of the scam thing. Let's have some finale of the scam thing. Should, should I should I talk you through the entire? I mean, as briefly as I can. Yes, do it. Avid listeners will know that uh, there was a, a scamming situation, and the entire story is back in February. I ordered, let's say. As we've been talking, a, a, a quite a expensive um, collection of uh, amount of cocaine. And I was told that it let's w- let let's not it, let's just refer to it as an item. I don't some, want the echelon trigger word people to start searching my house. <laughs> as some so yes, some some merchandise, and I was told it would arrive in April. That does sound worse, doesn't it? It Same does. Way, saying so merchandise, you should just <laughs> stick with a significant amount of cocaine going to Simon's house. Yes. I am straight edge people. Carrying on, sorry. And it was going to arrive in April, and then I had another message from these um, from this business, very well known supplier, um, saying that they're having, uh, as you know, lots of supply chain issues in the uh, <laughs> in the Class A drug world, and um, told me that it wouldn't arrive until June. And so, and that was the story. And so, I because I needed this particular merchandise in June, I um, decided to rent some. <laughs> And then thought you I was decided. To, you decided to rent some cocaine. <laughs> yes, exactly. How does that work? I don't exactly? know. I don't know. And then I decide. And then so I arranged that, and it was quite expensive. And I, I was going to receive that uh, that merch on the twenty third of May. And then two weeks before then, I or yeah, not even just over a week before then, I had a, a, a another email from the original the supplier. <laughs> Saying, I hope everybody's like doing that thing where they've got post-it notes and pieces of paper <laughs> and red string on their wall to try and follow the Guys, complexity Koza, of this. Koza Sose. What was his name? Koza. Kaiser Sose. Kaiser Sose. I don't think we can mention him anymore. Oh, we Kaiser can't, Sose can has been we? 
he has. So, yes, we can't talk about the usual suspects. And uh, saying that that my original merch would arrive exactly on the same day as the rented no. merch. Yes, the 23rd of May. <laughs> I love that. And so I contacted the, the scammers. Who, uh-huh. who we realised were not scammers. Uh, well, no, because you met them in a car park. <laughs> where they had stuff in the back of their in car. Yeah. <laughs> he said, oh, he said, that's no problem, I'll refund you. And uh, Oh my God, what a sweetie pie. And so I, uh, as soon as I received the original merch, I let him know, and uh, he said, oh, send me your account details, and the money was there within two hours. <laughs> wow, so it's safe to say that you were not scammed. <laughs> And perhaps we need to actually put a link to the uh, the quote unquote scammers website in case anybody needs to rent some cocaine. <laughs> exactly. In fact, I said to them, I said to them, look, I'd really, I know I haven't really officially rented anything from you, but I'd really like to add, uh, leave a review because <laughs> I'm really impressed. Wow. Well, who knew? I know. Who knew? Isn't it good to know? So, um, so yes, that is the end of the. Uh, and so I have a brand new um, quantity of cocaine, which I've been setting up and um, and getting ready and uh, plugging cables into the back of your cocaine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Making exactly. sure it has the uh, all the latest updates. <laughs> <laughs> the, pre- the prerequisite quantity of RAM in this cocaine. <laughs> it's for ramming in your nose. Yes, so so yep, it's all over. I'm at the all's all's well that ends well. <laughs> all's end that wells well. <laughs> so that you know is... how bad I am at getting sayings. Um... <laughs> yes, half a one, six a dozen of the other. <laughs> So, <laughs> I've never heard that before, That's... and I'm sure I've never said that before. I'm sure you've never said it. No, I Half stole one, that off a drag queen. Of the other. I stole that off a drag queen called Trixie Mattel. I've mentioned you've mentioned Trixie yeah. on the podcast. Half a one, six a dozen of the other. Is it a song? It, no, it's just that's she just says it with a with a sing song cadence. She also says, "If the Lord can lead you to it, He can lead you through it." <laughs> Which through I it. Yeah, if the Lord can lead you to it, he can lead you through it. That was kind of pat. Uh, I don't quite know what that means, but I can imagine. do. If, the, if, if God puts this on your plate, you can absolutely deal with it. It's that whole nonsense of you are not given more than you can cope with, as if there is some kind of balance of... The force. Oh, speaking of which, did you watch Obi-Wan Kenobi? Wow, um, it was pretty bad. I like some bits, but... Um... The highlight for me of series one, episode one of Obi-Wan Kenobi starring Ewan McGregor, I really just wanted to get that in there that I know that, was the... Who who directed it? Oh, a woman's name. Not gone. A woman's name. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Gloria S. Glorious. Estefan. Gloria Estefan. Uh-huh. She was just stood there. She went, okay, Ewan, Ewan, one, two, three, four. Come on, baby. Say you love me. Five, six, seven what's, times. What's the name of that song? What's the name of her big song? Oh, there's so many. Rhythm is going to get you. Rhythm is going to get you. That's the one I was thinking of. Uh-huh. I, I, for some reason, had a Gloria Estefan CD in my car when I first... It wasn't a CD. It was a tape. When I first got my car, it might have come with the car. You mean the car you currently was, got? No. Your first I mean car. the car when I was 17. And it had, like, it, it had all of Gloria Estefan's songs on. From the late 80s. So I can sing quite a lot of them. 
weirdly and like deep which cuts would be a because... great episode anything for you in spite of it all what's that is that Gloria Estefan? it's a it's a it's a Gloria Estefan one of her um sounds her like a musical numbers. number I think power ballads from the 1980s do sound like musical numbers, don't they? Or it might and be your I voice. Would do it might be your voice a little bit. Well. Yes, that's that's totally lame as a rap. Okay. Wait, wait. So hang on. Where do Deborah we... Chow was the name of Deborah the director, Chow. And I Thank want to you. know what was bad about. Um... Oh, I think the highlights of the the bads was um, was the chase scene when Leia Organa was running away from those three men. It was just the worst bit of it was, that was so shit. bad it was yeah. it was really really bad and i can't it, believe was, they yeah. could even include that like it was they just, should have played keystone cops it was it was almost unwatchable i was waiting for one of them to prat fall i mean it was really, well, they, really one ran did, what, into right a into ch- a tree <laughs> It was shocking. It was really, really, and so at that point, I was just going, "Oh wow, how are they are they really? Is this really? Are they taking this?" Um, anyway. And yet, the second episode, have you seen that? Oh, is there, are there more than one episode? Are they yeah, all there's out? Two episodes? Oh, no, there's two. Oh, I haven't watched the second episode. There's some. Well, I shall just say there is some rooftop parkour. I'm assuming it wasn't Leia Organa doing the parkour. Uh, no. God, we have to cut all of this out. So yes, so we will cut that out. I mean, you will cut. Yeah, that out. I will, I will have nothing cut. to do with it. <laughs> yeah, you will be surprised when you listen to this on Monday. So uh, we've had some. Is this what we're going to talk about? I I guess so. I oh. guess so because we kind of. I mean, it's it's going to be like walking on eggshells. If you thought you couldn't talk about the stuff that's been happening this week, I really don't know how to talk about. Our feedback. Maybe we can start with your feedback because you also had somebody reach out to you that I assume didn't involve a voice message, a long voice message that made me wince. And I think it's interesting. I think I think this. And uh, by the way, I haven't had permission. I asked, but I think it's okay. Um, I think it's okay. Well, I, I just want to be clear that I will not be naming any names no, 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 from no. the voice note. And I will not even be giving any kind of global clues. <laughs> I'll try to keep it as so, I, beige I, as possible. So there are two parts to this. And I think it's really, really useful and really interesting. Um, uh, the first half, was it edited? <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just want to... Um, what? <laughs> What does that even mean? Did, <laughs> no, somebody thought that that was just us re- just talking. No, it means you a little. Bit, I just wanted to leave it at that though because I just thought that was. Pretty... <laughs> um, no, 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 no. No, wait. I it'll make context. sense. What? It'll make okay, sense. Fine. Just, just, just breathe. All right, breathe. chill my boots. Yeah, chill, chill everything. Chill my boots. No, was it edited? What on earth are you talking about? Sadness, sadness, shoulders, ease it how we fall into roles. You both talk about how it affects you, but I must have missed what exactly it is. Ah. Or what we could do differently. Or what are the alternatives. Or why it is like that. And and I think it's really instructive. I think it's really, really interesting because I think we went from me telling a story about two women on a bus. At least this is what I think this person is talking about. We went from a story talking about two women on a bus to and you saying or one of us saying, and how does that? How do you feel about that? Mm. And you and I think you might have said tired, or I said yeah. I said tired. I or, said tired. I said tired, and you said, oh, I would have gone. With and sad. I don't think we said what it is. 
No, that's true. I think because we've been in this long-form conversation for over a year now. And so we knew. And, and to, to answer the question of the, of, the, of the questioner, yes, the episode is edited. <laughs> what he meant was that maybe the bit no, where the context that, that was edited out. I think no, that's the, what, the context um, wasn't edited out at all no mm. it's just that we didn't uh, say it <laughs> we just don't explain ourselves very well in a which is not great for podcast hosts hosts I mean, is it it's not mm. I, are we podcast hosts that's a good question we are i mean we don't Does host other people wear a hat? no we don't do we host each other mm. 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 the question is strong with this one <laughs> okay so was it edited that's a good question what is it so perhaps simon as backfill, you can say what the it was. Wow. Sorry, I know. That was a hard one, wasn't it? People who haven't listened to last week's episode, the it was the very strong sense, So, which is overhearing two women on a bus basically talking about a man and their entire, particularly one of them, her preoccupation with this man. And basically it was a story about everything she could possibly do to please this human being, this man, a man who was married, um, clearly from the things I was hearing, uh, was not at all interested in leaving that marriage. And the it, I would say, was the, the, the sense of a woman orienting or fixing her entire being on pleasing a man, of being available and being willing to do anything in order to make this man happy, regardless of how he treated her. That's, that's how I would sum up the it. This, this, I'm extrapolating a lot from an overheard conversation. And maybe this, this uh, listener's going, what the fuck are you talking about? They were just talking about a man. I mean, that's that's one way of um, critiquing, I guess, what we were talking about, or what we didn't talk about. <laughs> we also we also then sl- slid on to that sense of entitlement that that can sit sometimes in men, and then that led us on to a conversation about Ducky Dale in Pretty in Pink, and him effectively being a sex pest, and we we talked about the friend zone and that complexity in expectation and reception of emotional connection between uh, and we were talk, talking specifically about um in heterosexual couplings yes and i, I should finish the because because the other part of it was <laughs> a conversation about sting um and i think those questions what could we do differently what are the alternatives and why is it like that those are those are massively important questions and and also, this is great. Also, didn't you listen to Pat Benatar, Madonna, Whitney Houston, Tina Turner, Tina Turner, Joan Jett, Cindy Lauper, Grace Jones, Stevie Nicks, Alanis Morissette, just off the top of my head. It seemed to greatly affect you, but you just left us hanging as to what it really was. I mean, Joan, Jett, Joan Jett's a fantastic example because I think of that, you know, the song I know of her is, of course, I Love Rock and Roll. Put Another yeah, Dime yeah. in the Jukebox, baby. Yeah. Of all these, Steve, that, that's perhaps Stevie Nicks, I don't know so well, but... That's a song which is not about wanting a man. No, no. So yes, so, yeah. I mean Whitney Houston. You know, I will always love you. Is about a song from a movie about a bodyguard, a woman being looked after and protected by a man, and that no matter what, I will always love you. Right? It's, yeah, I mean, that's the, yeah. And also, you know, and again, I mean, I'm not sure. I don't want to get into too much, but Tina Turner, for God's sake, you know, well, yeah. suffered from domestic violence. <laughs> 
Yeah. Also, I think probably, yeah, yeah, for sure. And the, the Whitney Houston song is, of course, written by Dolly Parton, and Dolly Parton wrote it for oh, that's the right. Best. That's right. She wrote it for The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, the film she made, I think, in 1982 or three with <laughs> Burt Reynolds. <laughs> which, did. in which, I mean, because it was an existing stage musical to begin with but but it needed she felt or that the producers felt it needed punching up with some more songs and so she put this kind of what we think of as the 11 o'clock number yeah yeah in, into the show arms round waists and that was so that was written specifically for that but it was written from the perspective of um a madam of a brothel yeah basically yeah. saying that she wasn't good enough so a sex worker is not good enough to be in a relationship with a police officer so i think it's safe to say that there is some deeply layered problematic narratives in relationship to that particular song whether you put it in relationship to the bodyguard or the personal housing taxes <laughs> but i do but also i think i mean also I think totally this person's take points... the point that's being made exactly sure exactly sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. because exactly. what we do is we we were cherry we completely we were cherry yeah, yeah. 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 i mean we also were. that's also our prerogative frankly i mean that's what yeah that's what the world of podcasting is it's basically a it's basically dudes cherry picking yeah, I mean that's Joe also, Rogan. That's us. Yeah, and I think we're. we're yeah, the only difference is that he's got not as many listeners as we have. He's well, not, not as many as faithful well. listeners. As us. <laughs> I think. I think that's a really good point that that the the listener makes. Um, and I don't really have a. There's no but. There's no caveat. I think there's a. There's just a. A re- it's not a rejoinder. It's not a response. It's a, that was one set of ears receiving the conversation that we had. Like, uh, huh, you're missing out a lot of stuff. Yeah, or, and what the hell were you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, Whereas Grace Jones. I'm just so glad this person mentioned Grace Jones. What? Those oh. songs. Like, I mean, those songs were Night so Oh, my God. Oh my I love God. those songs. Yeah, that is so, I mean, I had forgotten just how good a vocalist oh. she is until I listened to her again fairly recently. Oh. And I was just, because I remember them being like really good club songs. They're really good dance tracks. But she has an incredible voice. Oh. No, she's uh, no amazing. And um, yeah, definitely, uh, listeners, if you haven't really gotten to the earth of um, Grace Jones, I would just get in there. Get in there. Uh, Crank up, crank up your Spotify and... Um... Ah, for sure. In fact, I'm hoping that Simon is going to find the video of Grace Jones singing whilst hula hooping in her 60s. I will definitely find that because video and it is in the show notes. alive. Yeah, yeah. So thanks to this listener as well, because I think that there are holes in what we were describing that we, we were assuming a whole lot of listeners that clearly some listeners didn't need those holes filled, but this one yeah. did. And I think it's important. And and I, I want to ask a question now that is asked with um, – it's not really aimed at that particular listener. It's aimed about the, the experience of, it's aimed of at listening. Me. Yeah. No, 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 it's not aimed at you. It's aimed at the idea of listening. It's Because it, f- it feels like the, the stuff that was unsaid between us was – you know, couldn't be heard by that particular listener or um, – and I might be misrepresenting because obviously I wasn't, I've not had the exchange with them. But we also got a response where it feels like the narrative that we were trying to perhaps overtly skirt rather than kind of plow through. Yeah, we were dancing, was, we were dancing around it. And it, it landed very, very heavily mm. on one of our listeners who sent us about a five-minute voice message mm. outlining 
exactly the kind of um, background noise of misogyny that men are steeped in and how it then lands on women. This was a female listener. I don't really know how to begin to frame what was said because I... Um, and, she, and she has given us permission to talk about Express this. permission. Express yeah. permission yeah. within. And she said, you can use the whole thing, which we're not because I mean, you could, names You could beep used. out the names. You could beep out the names. I mean, yeah. it's pretty shocking. Yeah. I mean... I don't think I we should. Would be, but... No, I was going to say, I wonder what it would be like if we were to just drop it in here because it is... Oh, hang about. It's really hard to work out how to... Can I, um, can I have a go? Yeah, please, please. Uh, not uh, just because, uh, also because I don't know this person. Yeah. Um, it's basically a story in which, how I hear it. So that's uh, I think that's important. How I hear it is a, is a, a story of a a man who's married and has a working friendship, or she thinks is a working friendship. So a friendship through work, and um, uh, that they they get on well and. Basically, there's a point which in the middle of the night, uh, he calls her uh, drunk and then starts to voice a whole lot of basically acts of sexual violence towards her. The, the context is important in the sense that I, I don't, they're not, between two people who are um, consenting and into it, they wouldn't necessarily be violent acts, right? That's absolutely true, but it's, it, it's at the, um, in terms of the, in terms of, oh, are we being too coy? Should we just, I, I, but um, are we being too coy by not saying what he said he wanted to do? Yeah, but let's, let's, I mean, go for it. He said, and bearing in mind this is unbidden, this is a telephone call in the middle of the night, he said that he was obsessed with her tits and he wanted to fist her. Yeah. And so this is basically a, a situation in which a man by, what I understand by it is a man exerting you might say at face value expressing desire but very very um just under the surface of that is is wielding power is wielding a kind of a, or a, a, a desire to control someone and how is it that i and this is a genuine question how is it what would i don't know whether you agree with that but how is it that i go from the expression of desire to wielding control. Yeah, I do agree with you, Simon. I think I think there is. I mean, there is a sense of. Um, How is it that we understand it as being that you and I? Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think we would probably understand it because the body of the listener is rendered um, object. There's no agency here. Another you thing. Stripped her of agency. Yeah, another thing he said to her was, I want to make you squirt. Which, again, is is a, a singular line of traffic, if that makes sense. It's going in one direction. It's I will do to you. So it's it's that kind of... Regardless of what she wants, thinks, yeah. feels, expresses. Yeah. Um, I should say that... Um, not in the voice note that you you had, but in subsequent conversations, uh, text message conversations, she also made clear that he sent her a series of um, unbidden images. Of course he did. Of course he He's did. He's living the dream. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. We're not talking about how common this is. We're not talking <laughs> about... We're, we're just talking about as 
a story, right? And something that has happened as a as a very clear example of what we were trying to get at last week. And I think also we're talking about, and I think for, maybe for me, what I'm interested in is is your the person who contacted you saying, "What were you talking about?" And the person who contacted me saying, "Here's an example of that happening to me," and the gap between listeners or, 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 or ability to hear perhaps based upon one's experience of being in the world you know because it could well be that the person who contacted you this mode of behavior is such an anathema to his never experienced yeah yeah his way of being in the world that it simply wouldn't occur to him to engage with another human being in such a debasing manner that he couldn't hear what we had absolutely and legitimately according to his critique um rendered dog whistle you could only hear it if you knew the code. Whereas this other listener was like, okay, so here's a recent example of this happening to me. And, yeah. and also, and I don't know if this is important to say, but I want to say it anyway. She's 53, and the person who was contacting her was knocking on 60's door. So it feels like this is, it's, it's not just the... Um, it's it we hear so much about the the pornification of society and and generation z having to negotiate uh, sort of social interaction and interpersonal exchange that is so deeply steeped in a kind of um this unbidden delivery of 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 sexually explicit material because of how they have been cooked yeah. this person is older than the, the the man who did this is older than us he would have had exactly the same access to pornography that we would have had when we were uh, at a formative age, which is next to none. Mm, you had to really, as we've talked about previously, you really yeah. had to go out of your way. Absolutely. Or look, in, you your, look in your uncle's bedside table. Um, you, uh, I, ne- I never looked at my uncle's Not mine, not my table. uncle. One's yeah. uncle. Metaphorical, <laughs> metaphorical uncle. Metaphorical uncle. <laughs> um, I, I think... I think <laughs> I think the only place I ever encountered pornography as as a as a child and as a, a, a as a, a a teenager was like abandoned, right? Like in 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 parks and building sites and things like that. Right. I never saw it in anybody's home. So I think yes, we are. We're just we're thinking about the story, and I'm I'm thinking about how it. I'm also thinking about how it was how it was heard so differently. Next time on Midlifing. I wonder if there's value in understanding how you and I might imagine getting from one listener to the next listener. How would we bridge that gap, that divide? I don't think we have to bridge the divide. I think reporting back on these two listeners' experiences of the same episode, it, it feels... Like it's, enough. It's, yeah, it's just been such a salutary lesson in how incredibly diverse our listenership is, despite the fact that I suspect it's not particularly diverse, if, if that makes sense. It, it's in, in that, the podcast is called Midlifing. I'm, I'm not expecting that it's, a, you know, Big hit particularly the, appealing to... The teens you know, out there. Exactly, yeah. yeah that, so I mean, we really going, didn't think about that when we named it, did we? 